One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you look at the way the Davis Cup is positioning at the moment, we could have two home ties after this to possibly win the Davis Cup. So this is probably the biggest match in the history of Davis Cup for Britain in this century. Hi, I'm Leighton Hewitt, and you're listening to the Tennis Podcast. So the words of Greg Rosetsky and what words they were. This is the Tennis Podcast brought to you in association with The Telegraph. We are supported by BNP Power the bank for a changing world. I am David Law, part of the BBC Radio 5 Live Tennis team, alongside Catherine Whittaker. And for the first time at the Davis Cup here this week, The Telegraph's Simon Briggs. Those are big words from Greg Rosetsky, aren't they, Simon? But... You can kind of see where he's coming from, can't you? 2-1 up Great Britain overnight after the doubles, going into this decisive day, and there's a lot of opportunity further down the road if they can get over the finishing line. Yeah, you could have uh, potentially Kazakhstan in the semis with the other semi-final being Belgium versus Argentina. Um, it can all change, of course, but that would mean that Great Britain would probably be the favourites among the last four, wouldn't they? I mean, there's not an awful lot of really heavy-hitting um, top 10 talent out there in um, the other three nations, as far as I can see. So that would put them in an amazing position. So that puts even more pressure, away, in a way, on today's, um, or rather on tomorrow's opening singles match. It certainly does. Now, we're just going to milk Simon Briggs quickly here because he's got to go back to write what you will be reading in the Telegraph tomorrow before his deadlines, before we get on to Catherine Whittaker. Simon, what was your assessment of what you saw out there today? Andy Murray lost his serve immediately. Britain lost the first set. It was a pretty stirring fight back. Yeah, actually, Andy said in the uh, post-match interview that he thought he'd returned really well. I didn't think he did return terribly well. I thought he actually he got his returns together sort of about halfway through the match and began to get more in court. But for the first half of the match, Jamie was really carrying them on his shoulders and played a remarkable match. I mean, some of us might have wondered about uh, how he was going to cope mentally with the pressure because um, he's not always been quite as steady as Andy. Well, few few players are, but he really stood up and, and took the lead and dominated uh, the first hour, hour and a half. And then Andy found his feet, maybe. I mean, it always takes a little bit longer, maybe, than one expects to, to adapt from singles to doubles. And then he began to um, come into it for his own account. And then you had both of them playing well, and they obviously romped through that fourth set in uh, pretty short order. Yeah, they certainly did. Now, that leaves Great Britain 2-1 up overnight. Andy Murray against either Gilles Simon or Richard Gasquet in the reverse singles which of those do you think is likely to be A, chosen, and B, would you think might give Andy Murray the stiffer task? Well, I was thinking Gasquet, but the French reporters here kind of shake their heads at me and look pityingly when I suggest that because 
they say that Gasquet's attitude at Davis Cup is not always that great. He comes here after a demanding Wimbledon. And, and there have been previous instances where he's come to Davis Cup after good runs in tournaments and he's kind of talked about how, how, pain, how much pain he's feeling, how tired he is. And that seems to be what's going on again this time. He just hasn't really shown an awful lot of appetite. So that being the case, I'm sort of guided by them. So I've now actually uh, changed my philosophy a bit and I think that, that I'm, I'm expecting Simon to play tomorrow. And Simon is really probably in the form of his life at the moment, isn't he? I mean, he's playing superbly well. I think we would have probably expected him to have beaten James Ward, but the manner of the victory was, was really quite something. He is in great nick. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, he had the ball on a string, didn't he, for most of it. But what I would maybe question is that second serve, because it could be a match of, of the second serves. You know, Andy's is sometimes seen as vulnerable, whereas uh, actually Simons was probably even slower against Ward. He was, he was rolling it in at 75, 76 miles an hour. And Ward isn't, maybe the, the return isn't his strongest part of his game, so he wasn't really going after it to that extent. But... I think Andy would probably expect to, uh, to, to to really ram that one back and, and, and win a lot of points on Simon's second serve. So I think as long as he's going to pull up in decent nick after his heavy fall on the court earlier, you, you'd, you'd fancy him. Well, he's just departed the scene here. We stand right next to the, the centre court here at the Queen's Club on which this reverse singles, well, two of them potentially will take place on Sunday. Andy Murray and teammates James Ward have just departed the scene now we're going to send uh, Simon Briggs in a moment or two on his way to write for the Telegraph as Jamie Murray departs the scene and he's actually getting bowed to by members of the Queen's Club crowd because Jamie Murray performed admirably out there today uh, to help Britain come back from a, a set down to win in four sets Louis Caillet as well the man that guides the uh, doubles team is just uh, departing as well what about those words of Greg Rosetsky, though, Simon? Do you, do you think that Britain are actually going to win the Davis Cup? It's uh, suddenly becoming a very real possibility. I mean, Andy's got to get past Simon tomorrow. Then it, a lot depends on whether the, uh, the Serbs can come back, because obviously if they do make the final, then they'll certainly have Novak back in their camp. And if they got Novak, then all bets are off. Um, but, it, but, the, but the Serbs... Um, they're in. They're too loved down. I think, aren't they? In fact, Catherine Whitaker has news. Yeah, they've lo- they've just lost the doubles, mm. so uh, mm-hmm. that's a done deal. Argentina into the uh, semi-finals. Wow! So Argentina into the semi-finals. Live we know news. that Belgium are there as well, so there'll be no Milos Raonic to come back into the fold and and cause a problem for either. But the, the Australian team are on their way back as well, aren't they? They won the doubles overnight with Leighton Hewitt yeah. and Sam Groth. That was a good win. You wouldn't put it past them, would you, to find a couple of singles players. They've got plenty to choose from. They could actually win that one in five. And then you might have Britain against Australia. I'm not getting ahead of myself at all here, Simon, am I? Well, that would be an interesting one. I think it would be a bit like this match in the sense that they probably, they'd probably be pretty strong in, in their number two singles player. And then you'd probably expect it to come down to the doubles like this one. And then I think we'd be, we'd be hosting, wouldn't we? we I think we're, we're, we're That's hosting. right. No matter which uh, t- team it would be, Australia or Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan has been drawn by lots and Britain would be at home if that semi-final happened. And the victorious, or the hopefully victorious from a British perspective, Leon Smith is just departing and he's just giving us a little smile. He looks confident, but there's still work to be done for Leon Smith as he raises his eyebrow and puts his thumbs up to us here on the Tennis Podcast, Simon Briggs. But 
he's done a great job, hasn't he, Leon Smith? I mean, we've talked about it before, but we were we were reflecting on Five Live about how Britain were down in Euro African Zone Two within a match of being in the Euro African Zone Three, where San Marino and Andorra play their trade. Yeah, I mean, it's all about giving power to the first family of British tennis, really, because we were talking afterwards with Jamie, and he's saying, how good is it to, to be on the court with Andy? And he said, well, it's not just being on the court with Andy, it's having Leon there as well, because we've obviously known him since we were teenagers. Uh, and the whole uh, basis of, the, of the, the British camp is very much a family affair. You know, you've, got, you've got Judy sitting in the stands there, uh, and you've got an incredible sense of camaraderie. And um, they've also stressed how much Dom Inglot was sort of uh, very chivalrous about being um, demoted from the doubles team. Uh, Dom talking up both his uh, his colleagues, saying that Jamie's got the best volley in the world, <laughs> and I guess saying that y- you can't feel too downhearted to be left out for uh, a Wimbledon champion, Wimbledon singles champion, in Andy Murray. So the whole of the camp is is got that that sense of uh, deep bonds that go back all the way to Sterling. And and um, and Scotland in in the 90s, I guess. Yeah, there's plenty of history there. Simon, we won't keep you anymore. Off you go to go and write for the Telegraph for those articles that we'll be reading tomorrow. We'll see you soon. Uh, and Catherine Whitaker, blimey, Great Britain are a match away now from the semi-finals of the Davis Cup. Who'd have thought that? Yeah, it's uh, it's suddenly very real, as Simon said, isn't it? And uh, as you were saying, as as you both were saying, it's also now suddenly a very real possibility. It doesn't seem fantasy. It doesn't seem fanciful that a GB could actually maybe win the Davis Cup, which, in context, is extraordinary. Um, yeah, it's just it's just amazing. It's suddenly become a, a possibility at the very least. Now, one of the things I like about being this side of the planet is when the Davis Cup's on, we wake up and we find out what's going on in Australia, in Darwin, where Leighton Hewitt and Sam Groth uh, got together and won in straight sets to keep that tie alive. Love two down. This is Leighton Hewitt's perfect situation isn't it to come out and be helping the fight back for australia what do we think is going to happen now i mean the the choices for a start from australia are pretty endless aren't they they could have tanasi kakanakis they could have nick kyrgios they could bring Leighton hewitt out of the singles sam groth it's the fastest server on the planet I think that one is really tough because obviously all of nostalgia and sentimentality, all of the nostalgia in the world tells you to pick Clayton Hewitt and tee him up for the, you know, write the script for him to to salvage, uh, to snatch a victory for Australia from the jaws of defeat. And, and if, they, if, if they did so, they would, I'd say, probably be equal favourites along with Great Britain to, to go on and, and win the Davis Cup. But he's the weakest player in that team undeniably he's the weakest player in that team you think Leighton Hewitt is the weakest player in that team I d- blimey I do yeah when was the Form last world number one when was the last time he won a five set match David oh I don't know that's a valid point I mean you know uh, his body is held together by uh, metal pins and things like that he can't Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. Can't get through airport security anymore without it going off, can he? Yeah, my heart says Hewitt, but, I mean... They're, it's serious. They haven't. They haven't got a point to throw away. You know, after what happened on the first day, I th- I personally think if it was if it was the other way around, two one the other way, yeah, stick Leighton Hewitt in. You know, take a bit of a gamble. They've got nothing. They've got no chips to gamble with. And uh, it's. I think it's a great shame actually that Hewitt isn't the captain yet because you know they really have a tilt at the Davis Cup this year and it's this I mean Wally Musil is doing a great job but it's this weird situation where Wally Musil has been named interim captain the job's there for Hewitt when he wants it he's not doing it yet but he's also not quite really up to being in a singles player in the in the squad so um but I mean his, just his presence in that team will be helping them you would think tell you what hats off to Belgium and Argentina both coming through 3-0 ties over brilliant performances you know and and it is not easy, is it? I mean, I know it's probably more difficult being at an away tie, but I've heard players talk before about when you are in front of your home crowd, and we, we stand here right next to the, to the Queen's Club centre court here, and you look up into those stands, and they seem like they're going on forever. And the amount of people that want you to win, I think I would just fall over. That's why we're not professional sports people, David. Uh, Yeah, I mean, talk about two teams that have completely thrived under that pressure. It's amazing. I mean, Argentina, I'd say it's the the slightly bigger achievement. I mean, Del Bonis' victory over Troitschke last night in five sets was 
quite incredible. I'd say, I mean, that's what's secured the tie for them, really. Um, and a very easy victory for them in the doubles today. I mean, that's quite something. And and lovely to see uh, Juan Martín del Potro there watching as well. But also sort of slightly devastating to see him there watching because you know that even if they go on to make the final, he's not going to be able to be a part of that. I mean, a sort of a, uh, a sad footnote to the whole thing, but good that he's it's not too painful for him to be able to to be there and and take part in it in some way um and belgium yeah i mean i keep saying my, my heart goes out to canada um but you've still got to beat the players in front of you and uh, as you say deal with the pressure and everything and three love victory day to spare you, you know can't do it better than that can you certainly can't and those two nations will meet in the davis cup by bmp paribas semi-finals september 18th to the 20th canada against sorry not canada Belgium against Argentina. Rubbing salt in the Canadian wounds, David. <laughs> Quite literally, the wounds. Sorry, if you didn't know the results there, Canadian tennis fans. Now you do. Unfortunately, you lost. But there's always next year. Now, finals day coming up here at Queen's. And it's getting pretty overcast overhead at the moment. Some rain is expected in the morning, but it should brighten up in time for the tie. Do you think this is going all the way? Do you think Gilles Simon or Richard Gasquet are going to pull a rabbit out of the hat? Who do you think is going to play? I think Simon's going to play. I think, I think Simon's right. I th until I listened to Simon, I thought Gasco was going to play, but he was completely compelling, and I bow to the greater knowledge of Simon and also the uh, the exceedingly in the know French media that he's been speaking to. Um, I think it'll be extraordinary if Gasco doesn't end up playing Wimbledon. Well, I think he'll play. I think he would play if. Simon were to win. And don't forget, Gilles Simon beat Andy Murray in straight sets the last time they played in Rotterdam earlier this year indoors. Yeah, it's not Rotterdam indoors though, is it? Yeah, but he's a good player and he's in the form oh, of his life. He's a really, really good player. I think he can get a set. I just think Murray's not going to let this go now. There was, a, there was a moment during that doubles today. Towards the end of the third set, I was sent out to do interviews courtside for BBC Television and you get a feel then for... The atmosphere, the, the the look on the players' faces, the sounds they're making, the violence with which they're hitting the tennis balls, and the look on Andy Murray's face. I was thinking, crikey, just imagine if you had to try and take something from him at the moment. I don't think you, you could be a Rottweiler and you wouldn't be able to get it out of his grasp. Yeah, I think he's exhausted. I think you can see on, uh, sort of oozing from every pore of his body that he's exhausted, but... He's got another match in him. You know, after tomorrow, he can go and have a holiday and lie on the beach wherever he likes in the world. I think you can always... When when the end is in sight like that, I, I think exhaustion can be... It's a lot easier dealt with. Um, I just don't think he's going to let this slip from his grasp now as good a player as Simon is and as good a player as Gasquet is. In, incidentally, if Gasquet doesn't end up getting picked for that and let's say Andy wins it and the fifth rubber ends up being irrelevant... Um, that's that's slightly damning assessment of Richard Gasquet, I'd say, if that turns out to be the case. I mean, for a nation who value the Davis Cup so highly, for him to be deemed a player that performs less well in Davis Cup than in his... That's, I, that's not Well, the, don't forget, though, we don't know how he's doing physically, do we? He had two weeks of Wimbledon. Plus, you've also got to bear in mind how good their squad is and also how similar their levels are. Gilles Simon is the world number 11. Richard Gasquet is world number 12. Joe Wilfred Song is world number 13. They've got loads of top 30 players in the world. And, I mean, you know, you can afford to make those choices on paper, can't you? The problem they've got is they're up against the world number three, who, at 
this particular venue where he's won the title four times is a, is a frightening prospect. Yeah, of course you're right. And of course, Arno Clement doesn't want to, he can't, if he doesn't choose Richard Gasquet, he can't explain yet why he may or may not make that decision because he doesn't want to show his hand. So if Gasquet doesn't end up being chosen, I'm sure tomorrow we will hear, hear a full explanation from Arno Clement of that decision. So uh, perhaps we should await await judgment until then. But yeah, I mean, I'm certainly surprised if Gasquet doesn't end up playing in any live rubbers in this tyre. I, I personally would be surprised by that. But um, I think, don't forget though, I think that they thought that they would probably win the doubles and they're probably counting on that fact and therefore maybe going into a fifth rubber and then Gasquet getting produced, basically, to face James Ward is probably what they were planning on. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't thought of it like that. Maybe they were a lot more confident about winning that doubles than um, than they let on. Actually, yeah, I'm smarter than I look. I think I, I think you're right. Actually, looking at the uh, the French players after that match, they were really devastated about that doubles. Well, that third set, particularly when they lost that tie break, you could see them just deflate, and they had that row early on in the fourth set, didn't they, with the umpire? There was just a, a look on their faces as if, oh my goodness, how, we, we're not going to beat these two. Yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. They suddenly realised, oh my goodness, we are not, we're not going to win this. And uh, I think they went onto the court thinking they were going to win it. And poor, poor Nicholas Mahu. I think he feels that he was the one. He, I think he thinks he didn't perform to his best today, and he just looked, he looked like someone had slapped him around the face with a wet fish early, earlier in press. I mean, poor. I just wanted to give him a hug, really. And I've been smashed around the face by a wet fish, and I can tell you it is not nice, and that is what you look like afterwards. Uh, actually, I thought for two sets he was really good, and then just the sheer will of the British pair overcame them. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to cope with that. I wouldn't be able to cope with uh, people chanting against me. Although it has to be said, the French sport support here is extraordinary. Hasn't it been a great atmosphere today? Today was a reminder that Davis Cup doubles rubbers, when they're really on the line, when it really matters, I don't think there is a better atmosphere in tennis and a better feeling to be in a stadium for that sort of thing. You, you know, it was, it was a decent atmosphere yesterday, but today was a completely different level altogether. Yeah, I, well, I know there's not. I've, I mean, I've experienced all sorts of tennis in all sorts of places in the world and this is this is probably the best atmosphere I've first-hand experienced and I, th- I think that's largely down not largely but very much in part the fact that there is such a big French contingent here I think if it was all uh if it was all GB support you wouldn't have that slight tension I mean it's all in good spirits but there is you know they're chanting at one another and you know you've got tuba against tuba <laughs> two tubers uh it's amazing I just uh I love it I think if I was a five-year-old kid or a ten-year-old kid and I was brought to this I would instantly go all right well I want to be a professional tennis player that's it now I'm still thinking that (laughs) oh dear David I'm only 41 plenty of time yeah (laughs) oh dear can't play tennis rubbish Catherine Whittaker alongside me David Law we are courtside here at the Queen's Club after day two of the B and hold on a minute Catherine Whittaker's got something else to say I've got a bit I've got a trivia question to throw at you David on, are, you, are you ready? Yeah, are you ready? Testing your tennis knowledge. If Andy Murray wins the uh, the fourth rubber tomorrow, and it turns out to be a Murray family victory, when was the last time a single family completed a Davis Cup World Group tie victory where all wins were completed by members of the same family? 
it's in both our lifetimes. That's the only clue I'll give you. You can answer in tomorrow's podcast if you like. John McEnroe. And... No, that was where my mind went immediately as well. No, 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 no. Wrong continent. Davis Cup victory. World group victory, no less. Catherine Whittaker, I can't believe she's done this to me on the tennis podcast, on the show I present. She stumped me and I can't think what it is. Tweet us with your answers so you can embarrass David. Do that, yeah, do that. Why don't you? Absolutely. This is the Tennis Podcast brought to you in association with The Telegraph. We are supported by BNP Bar, the bank for a changing world. They support the Davis Cup as well, of course. Go to wearetennis.com. Go to the Telegraph Sport website. There will be live commentary of this Final day of the Davis Cup on BBC Radio 5 Live throughout the afternoon. It'll also be on BBC Television as well in the UK and France Television. In France, my word, everybody's covering this particular occasion. It is the quarterfinals. We will know who are the semi-finalists tomorrow, and we'll speak to you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.